Welcome to the Camp House Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Busby, and this is our special series focused on local elections for 2018. Over the summer, we are going to bring you interviews featuring candidates running for local offices of county mayor, county commission, and Hamilton County School Board. In the end, we hope you are more connected and informed about the men and women hoping to receive your vote in August. Today we bring you our first two interviews featuring candidates running for County Commission District 2, Elizabeth Baker and Chip Baker. Currently District 2 is represented by Jim Fields, who is elected not to seek a third term, fulfilling a promise he made early in his political career to only serve for two terms. Geographically, District 2 includes the communities of Signal Mountain, Walden, Fairmont, and then a portion of Red Bank and cutting across just below Ashland Terrace to take up a portion of Rivermont all the way to the Tennessee River. And now, I give you our interview with Elizabeth Baker, candidate for County Commission, District 2. All right, Elizabeth, well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So my first guest for this new election series is Elizabeth Baker. She's running for County Commission District 2. And so, like I said, the goal of this series is going to be to interview uh, as many people as we can who are running for county mayor, county commission, and school board. So it's going to be a lot of interviews. Uh, Elizabeth, thanks you for being my first guest in this. And so we're going to see how it goes. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So, Elizabeth, you know, as we get into this, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I moved to Hamilton County my husband and I chose Hamilton County as the next stage of our lives to raise our younger children. We have a nine and 11 year old. Um, We moved to Signal Mountain. We absolutely fell in love with Hamilton County. Um, Back in 2015, I just couldn't wait to get here. Um, I chose to run for office because probably the way I was raised. Um, My father used to tell me all the time, you're only ever going to be guaranteed your head, your heart, and your hands, and you better Mm. make good with them. And it was this idea of if you can, you must. And so looking at the problems that Hamilton County has had in the past, I feel like I have a unique set of skills that I can really be proactive and really represent the community well. Yeah, yeah. Where, so where did you guys move from in 2015? Um, Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay, and how did you find Hamilton County? Um, my husband wanted a new challenge in his job, um, in his profession. So we just kind of floated around the country for about six months interviewing wherever. Yeah. Um, and he had probably turned down about nine jobs. Okay. And we landed in Hamilton County and it was even before his interview and it was like, wow, this is great. You know, like this is it. We were here for about a day and a half before his interview. Um, he interviewed and that company was amazing. Um, it, it was just like a perfect fit. It was, I felt like I was home instantly. That's fantastic. Yeah, and so have you ever run for public office before? I have not. This is not something that was part of my big life plan. Um, I really felt that there was a need for more people to step up. And and a funny little story, um, I really felt that need, and I tried to talk all my friends into running for (laughs) office. (laughs) Um, And during one conversation, I was talking with a friend, and she's like, you know, I don't have, I don't understand, like, the different ordinances, and it's a policy-making board. And I said, you know, that's not a big deal. I can help you with that. I have sat through (laughs) so, I have sat through 17 years of government meetings. I understand that. I can help you with that. She's like, but then then there's that big budget. And I said, 
it sounds big. I said, but really the process is black and white. There um, are, you have to just take care of the state and federal mandates first. And then you go from there. And I'm, you know, really trying to encourage her and tell her. And then she got quiet and she said, yeah, you should probably run. <laughs> <laughs> she held up the mirror. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Well, okay, so in this sort of, you know, inaugural campaign for public office, uh, I'm sure you've been canvassing District 2 quite a bit. And so I'm interested, you know, what are you hearing from the constituents of District 2 as far as, you know, what are their what are their desires, their hopes, their fears? What are the challenges uh, that they see facing District 2? Um, I think the big thing that I'm hearing from everybody, not just parents, is about education. Um, the community realizes that it's important to have critical thinkers for generations to come. And there's some loss of confidence within our education system. Um, so that's probably the first major concern. You hear about um, safety and infrastructure, of course, too. Um, the infrastructure is really stressed right now. Yeah. And we need, as leaders, we need to really get in there and have some really hard conversations. I mean, it, it's going to be hard to admit that there are big problems that need to be fixed. Now, is that, does that just roads or is that something like bigger? When you're talking about infrastructure, are you just talking about roads or like, you know, water systems, different things like that? Um, well, you know, one thing that I'm hearing a lot about is we have so much rainwater in our system. So when yeah. it, in our sewer system. And so when it rains, that's a big problem. Um, yeah, it's it's very inconvenient and yucky for residents, but it's also a big threat to our environment. And I mean, look at where we're at. Yeah, we should not be harming our environment. Yeah, it's amazing. I, you know, my wife and I, when we go to Signal Mountain, um, and, and Signal Mountain is only part of District Two. There's there's other areas within District Two, but when we do go up Signal Mountain, it's always to go to uh, you know a, a park to go hiking. So the days are always really nice. There was one time when I went up there to teach at a, uh, at, at a church up there, and it was in the middle of a storm, and I, it, I was terrified <laughs> going up Signal <laughs> Mountain because I was driving, and I, I think like five different waterfalls were hitting my car as I was going up the mountain. Uh, it, it was just a, a really amazing experience. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that was something I got used to quite easily. Actually, the first time my husband and I ever drove up to Signal Mountain, which was during a visit in early 2015, um, we drove up Signal Mountain, and I looked at him, and we were sitting at Pruitt's on a picnic table, and I said, we are never moving up here. There's no <laughs> way I can do that. And, you know, three times driving that mountain road, it, it's like, yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. This is great. Okay. Well, you know, you, you mentioned public education, and so one of the things, especially when I'm interviewing the people running for county commission, you know, what is the role of the county commission when it comes to our public education system in Hamilton County? So... The biggest part of the role of the commission is the funding. We are the funding body for HCDE. Um, and with that take, there's a lot of responsibility. I mean, the state does offer their BEP funds. Um, a lot of times, many times that is not sufficient. So then Hamilton County usually funds the BEP formula to about 40%. Okay. Um, but even at that, that's still really not enough money for 21st century education. Yeah. What does BEP stand for? Basic Education Program. Okay. And, and that's like a per pupil sort of number, right? Yes. It's okay. a per pupil allocation. It's the, it's the funding mechanism that the state uses to determine how much money each yeah. education system gets. So it's by, it's per student. But it's not per student by enrollment, it's per student every day they show up. So that's where some of that underfunding comes in, because just because 10 students don't show up for a day or 100 students in our system don't show up for a day mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we don't have to pay those teachers. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, we can't really talk about public education uh, with a representative of District 2 without asking about, you know, sort of the Signal Mountain plan at one point or the, the, the inquiry into starting their own school district. Uh, and so what are, you, what are your thoughts on that process and, uh, and kind of where do you stand with that? Well, um, there's no hiding where I stand. Um, I am a founding member of Stay With HCDE, which is a nonpartisan citizen-led coalition of s- residents that wanted to stay with HCDE. Um, and didn't want to split. And for me, um, initially, I wasn't immediately against the idea when I first heard about it. For me, it was a process issue at first. Um, our government officials tasks, tasked our research committee with a set of assumptions. Those assumptions are not legally possible. And I mm. thought, like, that's probably not the best way to start out. And then, yeah. you know, it, it was the process of not including teachers in a conversation about education. And it was a process about just having this this research group which i have to say seven amazing citizens sat down and gave up a whole lot of their time and the process was not theirs Mm. but man did they do a lot of work in that process um so so that was the first part the more i researched i spent about 1200 hours researching um the issue and that's when i really found out that that type of move to separate off from HCDE would really cement some of the inequities in education throughout the county. And that's yeah. not okay with me as a parent. Um, like I said, I had I have two small boys. Um, well, they're not too small anymore, but yeah, <laughs> nine yeah. and 11. <laughs> um, and they go to Thrasher. And I like to teach them how they need to include everyone in their lives. That, you know, just because of your zip code doesn't matter you know, none of that matters in life. You just get out and you just, you just enjoy as many people in your life as you can. So if that's what I'm teaching them at home and if that's what our moral values are, how do we then attend a school that says no, just us? And so that dilemma was, was very scary for me. And, you know, it, it just wasn't okay with me. So, so do you see the, the sort of um, segregation within HCDE as, as being a problem, whether that's, you know, racial or socioeconomic? Yeah. The, so when we first moved here, this idea of concentrated poverty, socioeconomic segregation was somewhat new to me. Um, not that I live, ever lived in this utopia where those things didn't exist, but it wasn't as, as prevalent, shall we say, or, or as concentrated. And it's that concentration that really a challenge for those people living there. Um, but it also impacts the community as a large, as a, as a whole. Um, so there's really hard conversations we need to have. And right now what's unfolding in Hamilton County seems to be a lot of bickering about it and no conversations that can even start a solution. There's no common ground being found. And this is one thing that I've seen play out in the history as I researched the history of Hamilton County is that our leaders would many times prefer to point fingers and step away from a conversation versus get in there and get it done. And I think that that's really important this year to get people who want to get it done in there. You know, additionally, let me just say this. What's been going on this week or this past week and a half over this issue? Because it amazes me that these leaders keep on writing in and talking about education in such an accusatory way because what's happening is it's not harming them. It's not really necessarily 
harming their position. What it's doing is it's harming our schools. It's demeaning our students. Enough is enough. The other thing is, is, you know, we're all about growth in this county, and that's a fantastic thing to be about. But if there's a business looking to grow into Hamilton County, they're reading those types of publications. When outsiders see these types of political games unfolding in the newspaper without any solutions being offered, uh, Hamilton, County, yeah. Hamilton County goes further down on their list. Yeah. Chattanooga doesn't look as shiny. So instead of this accusatory language that's going on in all the digital press, it's time that we shut it down. It's time that we get to a table. It's time that we start talking. Well, so, you know, talking about Hamilton County, you know, my next question is, you know, what do you, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges facing the county as a whole? Because while, while you know, you potentially might represent District 2, I mean, you do as a citizen either way, um, you know, if, if you were to be elected to county commission, you would actually be representing our county as a whole. So what, what, are, what are some of the challenges you see facing Hamilton County? Maybe maybe even one short term, one long term. Um, well, Hamilton County has experienced this this really rapid growth, and that's a great thing. I mean, we don't want to shut that down in any way, but what happened when that growth was happening, or what I should say is what didn't happen when that growth was happening, is the government planning and the impact for the future. And so what we see is the standard of living going down or the standard of lifestyle going down for many of our residents. That's a concern. So um, I'd have to say, that long-term planning, that impact planning um, is a big problem because right now we're in an area or a time where we're playing catch-up in the government. We have to catch up with the infrastructure. We have to catch up with education system. And that's great, but as we're catching up, we're still growing. And so in three years, we're still going to be playing catch-up. In five years, we're still going to be playing catch-up. We have to be very mindful not just to be playing catch-up and making sure that we're good now, but that we're also planning for the future. So what do, you, what do you see that Hamilton County has done really well over the past five years? I'm going to go with that growth. Um, yeah. That the growth that has taken place um, in the business world is fantastic. And it's not just this, this one-sided growth. I mean, we've got this amazing, amazing entrepreneurial spirit in, this count, or in the county. And you see these small businesses and these confident entrepreneurs really going forward with their ideas, and that's fantastic. But then we also have these large companies wanting us, and that's that's great. I mean, that's a hard thing to figure out. And right. So you really see this growth as basically a double-edged sword, right? Like, like it's really good on the one hand, uh, but if we're not prepared for it, uh, it, can, it can lead to some real problems for our challenges for our county going forward. Well... That double-edged sword isn't necessarily an, an always type of case. I mean, like, had we been planning 10 years ago, had we been looking at um, ways to prepare, then there's no double-edged sword, but because that wasn't done. Um, not all growth is a double-edged sword. Um, the way it was handled 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, yeah, that's kind of the way it's played out, um, but... But you're Let's hopeful for it. the future. Let's fix it. Yeah. You know, as we in these interviews, what I really want to be able to give candidates an opportunity to do is, is uh, you know, essentially, you know, give us your your pitch, your uh, platform. Like, what, what is it? What is it that you want people to know about Elizabeth Baker uh, as a candidate that maybe we haven't talked about in this interview? So um, and this is only five <laughs> minutes and I will hold these candidates to this. I have a feeling it might not be an issue, but no, no, for me, that's not going to be an issue. I'm kind of the girl like least amount of words to get the job done. I'm good with. Um, 
very efficient, we'll say. Um, so I've spent the past 17 years in public education advocacy, and basically that is listening to neighbors, community members, and identifying the gaps in the system, coming up with an action plan to fill those gaps, and then putting in and mobilizing the action. Um, I think that that is something that all District 2 residents can really benefit from, um, is being heard and li listened to. Um, we've talked a lot about education, and of course that's one of my number one priorities, having children into the school. I think it's really important that our county leaders at the school board level, but also at the commission, really understand what 21st century education is and what the cost of that is. Um, and it for the commissioners um, and to really support that um, the growth that we talked about I mean it, it's really a good thing and we don't want to stop that but we have to start getting really intelligent about it you know we need businesses to come in here that are really going to respect the environment and promote good environmental choices um, you know the the jobs that are being offered throughout the county I mean as our education system starts to change we're going to have amazing employees so we need those amazing employers to keep these people here and to really use the skills that they're being taught well you know so i don't live in district two and i have a feeling um you know probably only a small number of my listeners actually listen in district two so you know uh, you know talking to, to, to you as a resident there what, what is something that you're most proud of when it comes to district two so um there's a couple things for sure I, one of my one of my most fun things to do in District 2 is just to meet people, um, just to be out and listening. And this is, I did this, be, that's how I got over the homesickness of leaving Erie, Pennsylvania, was just listening to people and meeting people. Um, yeah, so District 2 is a great place to be outdoors, but it's also this, like, Pruitt's on Signal Mountain, just remodeled. And th this is, it's become this community center. It's become this warm amazing place for people just to meet up whether you mean to meet up with somebody there or you just find your neighbor um it's 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 a really neat place they have this gorgeous outdoor patio now and it's just a really fun place so that's probably one of my most favorite um, places to be in signal mountain but then you look at the schools we have a variety of schools and they're all really unique um You've got Red Bank High School with the community school, and that's a fantastic tool for the, the community and those students and those educators and those administrators. But then you have a school like Rivermont who had the whole community rally around them and completely remodeled that school. And that's such a sense of pride for those students and those teachers. And, you know, how amazing is that that we've it's the community, I guess, is the bottom line for me. I mean, um, I was really happy when Kathy Lennon started the advisory committee for Just District 2 Parents, and she's got parents from all over the district meeting and talking about really important issues that impact them. So for me, I, I guess it's probably not really a place or a, a thing to do. It's the people that are there. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much to Elizabeth Baker for taking time for this interview. Now, Elizabeth is running for District 2 against Chip Baker, whose interview was released at the same time as this one. Now, I feel like I need to clarify that Elizabeth and Chip are not related. I know that's secretly the question that all of you have been wanting to ask. Now, in the show notes of this episode, you'll find links to the Hamilton County Election website. 
a link to a map of Hamilton County Commission districts, as well as links to the websites for the candidate being interviewed. Thank you to Charles Allison of the Chattanooga Public Library for helping to produce this episode. And thank you to each one of you for taking time to listen and get to know the people seeking to represent you in public office. Again, be sure to check out our episode with Chip Baker as well. And tune in throughout the summer for other interviews with candidates for County Mayor, County Commission, and Hamilton County School Board. Have a great day and we'll see you back here next time.